Hey, hey, everybody. What do you know? It's time for another Justin Show. Wheels the Justin Show. It's the Justin Show. It's the Justin Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Samuel Adams Lager. If I can get it open, there it is. Woo! Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Look, 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 look. They're not an official sponsor. This is free. This is me paying it forward to the beer universe. Where are you at, Jim Cook? Tim Cook? Whatever your name is. Coke, the guy owns Sam Adams. I'm giving you free props, bruh. Both of my listeners are watching right now, and they are seeing me give you some free pub. Send me a case of beer. Send me beer. All right, today is 228. 2021 first of all i want to apologize i owe everyone a big apology and no this is not a uh, this is not one of those apologies that the the wokesters say that you have to do if you want to save your career because you committed a microaggression against some people and now they demand an apology or else you need to be canceled it's not one of those it is I went a little hard in the paint last time on the last episode. Um, so, I mean, it, there's like two people that listen, literally like two people that listen to this right now. I just started. I don't even promote this thing on social media. Like I've done no, no promotion of this. This is just me as, as of right now. This is just me doing this in, in my free time. I'm not promoting it. All I have, let me tell you something. All I have is, is, is Facebook. I have one Facebook profile and it's only because I need a personal profile so I can have a business account with Facebook. If I could just like somehow have a business account without my personal account, I would. And my business account isn't even for this. It's for something else. It's for my business, which I'm not even going to get into what it is because that's not what this is about. Okay. This, this show is not about me and what I do outside of the show. Uh, this is for, you know, me just getting all the stuff in my head out of my head. So it doesn't eat away at my head because then I'd have no head. And if I don't have a head, I can't do anything. So this just helps keep the demons away. Okay. Yeah, I've got some demons. I've got stuff that if I just sit and I do nothing and if I'm not busy, if I don't keep myself busy and I have time to think, then my demons catch up to me. And I have to keep running from them, you see. this I've discovered as I go through life that li- that's pretty much what life is. Life is just running away from your demons until you die or 
until your demons catch you and then you kill yourself. That's basically how this works. So I am just, you know, uh, I'm not promoting this. Um, this is not a, a big formal thing for me. I don't have like a business page for this. I don't have anything. Um, I don't know how many people are even listening. I'd probably no one. What am I doing? What the fuck am I doing here? What am I doing here? I could be doing something like way more productive, like watching TV or sleeping. I don't know. I could be doing something better with my time than this, right? Or could I? That's the thing. You don't know. You don't know until you try. And that's what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm just doing this. This just helps me. And no one may listen to this, but I'm doing it anyway. Sam Adams, Boston Lager. Drink like a patriot, my friends. That word's been demonized, hasn't it? Patriot. Like, well, when did we start equivalating? Equivalating? Is that a word? Equivalent. I'm going to use it. Equivalating. When did we start equivalating patriot with racist? When did that happen? Anyway, that reminds me of my original point. This is what I started off saying. I started off saying I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize to uh, both of the people who actually listen to this. One of which is my mom and the other of which is me. Um, I went a little hard in the paint last episode. Um. I went back and listened to myself after I um, recorded it. Yes, I listened to myself. Somebody's got to listen to it. If I didn't listen to it, it'd get no listens. Um, well, you get one listen from my mom. Thanks, mommy. Love you. <laughs> um, but seriously, uh, I went back and listened to it. I don't like the way I sounded. I sounded, I, I mentioned even during the show that I started sounding to myself like rush limbaugh and i went back and listened to it and i did i was like man i'm sounding super jaded in this thing and here's what happened let me just let me just explain what happened last time or, or what's been happening progressively as i've been going through this whole process so, you, you know, you walk around through everyday life. Uh, you don't really give much time and attention to things that are happening outside of your circle. Then you kind of start to look into things that are happening outside your circle. Uh, and the more you look into these things that are happening outside your circle, you start uh, realizing that you may not agree with some of the things that are happening outside your circle. And then you start bringing those things into your circle. And then they become part of your circle when in reality, they have really have no effect on you and your life directly. These are all just things that are happening out on the periphery of your existence. Like, sure, there's lots of things that are happening in the world and you can't possibly give time and attention to all of these things. But, you know, the things that make the headlines, the things that for whatever reason, the uh, media uh, dictates is um, important enough for you to know that they would take up you know precious, ad precious advertising space on their 
uh, media outlets to present to you in hopes that you will click on it and they will earn ad revenue. And so, you know, you, you see these stories and have been, there's, there's millions of stories out in the world every single day that are being created. And a few of these somehow make it through to the mainstream media, the ones that they think that you'll like and that you'll click on and that they'll get money from. And so you start clicking on these things. And of course, even those things have been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They've been uh, blown out of proportion. There's a word, I can't think of it. Um, exaggerated, that's the word. They've been exaggerated uh, so that you will, you know, it's clickbait basically. And then you start reading these things and then these things start to bother you and then they fester and then you feel the need to vent. But there would be no need to vent if you did not seek these things out in the first place. Um, then there'd be nothing to vent about, right? Um, so I, I was starting to go, I could already see it. Like I've only done five episodes. And I think that today is the sixth one. I think the one I'm doing right now is number six. Uh, and even in just those first five, well, two of those were me talking to other people, but three of those five and just three episodes, basically of me just kind of peeking out into the world that exists outside of my circle and my direct sphere of influence. I already started to become jaded with just the world in general. And this last episode, while I didn't say, you know, I didn't go crazy, but my point is for me, that was crazy. Like I listened to it. And that's, that's what I'm getting at. I listened to it and I was like, this doesn't sound like me. This sounds like the person that people become when they read too much news. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy who gets caught up so much in what's happening in the outside world that is outside of what directly affects me in my personal life that I start to bring those things into my personal life and they dilute the amount of time and attention and care that I give the things that really matter that are inside my personal sphere um, because that's what happens. I mean, you start bringing in all this stuff from the outside into your inner circle and it dilutes your inner circle. Um, it dilutes the things that really matter, you know, the, like your family, your close friends of what you may only have a handful of, um, you, you, it dilutes the amount of time and attention that you can give those things, the things that really matter. And it has a tremendous negative impact on those relationships that actually matter to you. N not that anything that I said in the last episode has caused me any detrimental effect to any relationships that I've, that I personally have. Like I said, probably no one was listening anyway, but my point is uh, that when I was listening to it, I was able to be metacognitive in the fact that I was self-aware and I knew that that was not something that I wanted to become. I don't want to continue to just indulge in things and become upset about and start being just another 
person complaining about all the things that they can't control and all the things that are wrong in the world that may not even be wrong maybe it's just my personal opinion that they're wrong and but at the end of the day i'm gonna have zero i could invest a lot of time and effort into these things i can have zero impact on the outcome of these very things that i am taking a considerable amount of time and looking into and researching and talking about uh and it all to be to no avail so I, I i'm not interested in doing that i think i started to kind of peek over that fence into that world in that last episode and see what you but i don't i don't like that so here's what i'm going to do i'm going to keep today's show light 23 year old russian woman 23 years old already with 11 biological kids is aiming for 100 babies you heard me she's 23 there's a girl in russia and i say girl because she is one 23 my god when i was 23 i was an idiot i didn't know what the fuck i wanted she has 11 kids in her custody at 23 If you had them back to back to back, 11 kids, gestation period in humans is about 10 months. I know we like to say nine months, but in reality, it's more like 10 months, right? Nine to 10 months, somewhere in there. Um, Well, it's 40 weeks, which maybe is like nine months because some of the months are, but anyway, it's somewhere between nine and 10 months, okay? But you need some rest time in there, right? You can't just like pop out a baby. And as soon as you pop out the baby, dad is right there with a hard on ready to insert and re-inseminate, right? Um, You know, you need some rest time to rest and recover. That makes sense. So let's just call it 10 months. So if, if you had every 10 months you got pregnant and had a baby and then got pregnant and had a baby, 11 kids that's 110 months that is what a little less than 10 years nine and a half years and she's 23 that means she started when she was approximately 14 years old and that's having back so as a 14 year old you basically said i'm going to well okay maybe she had twins maybe she had twins i don't know she might have had like octuplets and then another set of triplets maybe she was only pregnant twice i don't know let's see i'm here's what i here's the thing guys i like to kind of read this stuff i don't like to read too much into this because i like to have like uh an initial knee-jerk reaction to this stuff i don't I know it sounds dumb, but I don't, I don't like to do too much research for two reasons. One, because I don't have that kind of time. And two, because I feel like your first reaction to something is a little bit more genuine than the, the reaction later. And I can always go back and clarify on a previous story that I talked about. Like, okay, I've had time to think about it. Now I can do this. But, uh, or now I can say this. This is my new opinion. Um. 
While their joint dream of having an unusually large number of kids sprouts from a common love for kids, the Austurks, that's their last name, harbor a rather peculiar dream of starting the world's largest family. Because we don't already have enough people. We don't have enough people. We need more people. We got seven and a half billion people. Well, before COVID. After COVID, we have 7.49 billion people. Not even that many. We have all we we have the same amount of people, basically. In the grand scheme of things, okay. If 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 Earth was a jar. And there was a million marbles inside the jar. We lost like a marble. We didn't lose enough for you to even fucking notice. You got the jar with the marbles before COVID and you got the jar with the marbles after COVID and you look at them and you're like, they're the same. You're not going to notice one marble missing. That's basically what we lost. Um, but still, we got too many freaking people. That's my point. Um, so she's the wife of a billionaire. Fuck you. Your husband's a billionaire. You can have this many kids because you're afforded the opportunity to do so because you don't have to do shit because your husband's a fucking billionaire. Jesus Christ. So now they're going to have like a thousand kids. They want to have a hundred kids. A hundred kids. Let's do the math. Ten months for each kid, including a brief two-week break to let the vagina heal from the birth of the last kid. Let's say you had a hundred kids. Okay. A hundred kids would take you a thousand months or in other words, basically 80 plus years. She started when she was, she would have to keep having kids until she was in her nineties. Um, obviously that can't happen. You're going to stop having kids when your uterus shrivels up or you die. You're playing Russian roulette lady. Do you know how often people used to die during childbirth back in the day? I know it doesn't happen much anymore, but my God, when you have a hundred fucking kids, your chances go way up. You think you're going to have a hundred? You're not going to make it that far. Either nature is going to take you or you're just going to run out of time. There's no possible way you could make it past menopause and have a hundred kids before menopause, unless you have seriously like sets of quintuplets and sextuplets and septuplets. Speaking of pregnant women, man demands his pregnant wife to do more chores. That's right. You heard it. This sick Son of a bitch. What kind of son of a bitch demands that his pregnant wife do more chores? Let's find out. So when I first saw this, I was like, ooh, this sounds interesting. 
I mean, of course, it sounded interesting because they make the headlines sound that way to be clickbaity. But I clicked on it. I couldn't resist. This was like one of those things. I was like, oh, shit, I got to see what happens. Because I thought this bitch is going to stab her husband. Because, you know, women are crazy already. Throw in pregnancy. They become double crazy. Throw in man saying to do chores while they're pregnant. Triple crazy. I thought there was going to be a homicide. There wasn't. There wasn't a homicide. But let me tell you what happened. Fiona got pregnant on their honeymoon. Couldn't wait. Got married and said right away, as soon as she fucking locked him down, she got pregnant, right? I'm not like, you know, she can like control nature and when she gets pregnant. But I mean, you know, it's no coincidence. That's one hell of a coincidence of timing, right? She could have got pregnant before. No. The night she got him locked down, she said, okay, it's time to get pregnant. Because once you're pregnant, you're double locked down if you're the guy. Okay. Little did they know that this pregnancy would later cause a huge rift in their marriage. Little did they know. Uh, well, it sounds like someone who hasn't had kids before. Kids cause rifts. I don't give a shit. It's stressful. I have a kid. And me and my child's mother. Holy crap. Once, I mean, listen, I love the kid. I love my son more than anything. I love my son more than I love myself. I love my son more than his mother. I love my son more than my parents. As much as I love my parents. If I had a gun to my head and I had to choose them or him i'd be like sorry mom and dad you've had your time okay mom and dad if you're listening to this i love you i do and i know that you understand because if you were me you'd do the same thing okay um but seriously um kids they they change the marriage they change the nature of the marriage they change the nature of the relationship between the husband and the wife um jerry that's the husband he worked a full-time job because his wife wasn't working and when he got home he did the cooking the cleaning the laundry and even after all that he was still willing to run to the store to fetch fiona's snacks she had many cravings at all hours of the day i'm sure pregnant women have cravings and uh, but she's pregnant she hasn't had the kid yet he goes and he works all day and then he comes home and he does all the cooking, cleaning, laundry and still caters to her, right? Good dude. That's what we're trying to establish here. This is a good dude. However, after six months of doing all the works, after six months of this, Jerry became increasingly exhausted. Naturally, he was losing hair from all the stress of his job, been there, and the work at home. One time he asked Fiona to help around the house a little. And she responded, well, guys, listen, side note, if you're married and you've been through this, you know, you don't ever ask a woman for help around the house. If she does it, great. But the minute you ask for it, you're a fucking asshole. 
you're the worst person on planet earth the second you ask for the help and she might help you she might help but if she does it only because you had to ask her to do it then it's she's going to use it against you later just be aware okay i'm not doing the dishes jerry that's what she said that would just stress me out and you know stress is really bad for the baby actually i can't believe you would even ask mention of harming the baby terrified jerry because he's again a good dude and he doesn't want to upset his wife or the baby that's inside of her despite the doctor's reassurance that there were no complications with the pregnancy even fiona had confirmed on several occasions that she had never felt better although she was unable to do literally anything jerry was frustrated but he continued to be the dutiful husband while fiona watched tv snacked and relaxed by the pool one night jerry overheard fiona laughing on the phone with her friend and she bragged i'm living my best life marianne all i have to do is mention the baby and jerry will jump i wonder how far i can push him so okay if you are a lady and you're using this baby as an opportunity for leverage over a guy first of all you're a piece of shit okay um second of all i don't have a second of all i have to think about it but first of all you're a piece of shit Jerry knew he was being taken advantage of. He was angry, but he was still concerned about his baby, so he didn't confront her until the evening when Fiona suddenly nudged him at 2 a.m. She whispered, Honey, the baby and I are really... The baby and I. The baby and I. You, you like that choice of words? Not me. Not I'm really craving this. The baby and I. Really laying it on thick to really just use that baby against the dad um the baby and i are really craving those chocolate covered raisins from 7-eleven could you rush over and get them for us jerry was exhausted and told her he would get them in the morning but fiona kept begging begging like a child eventually she started crying like a child telling him that she needed the snacks like a child and he was a bad husband and father for refusing so we're basically using a baby as leverage to get what we want because we're selfish pieces of shit if the lamp had been turned on fiona would seen would have seen that jerry's face had turned beetroot red and his eyes were bulging in anger he snapped and yelled he finally told her off and he said how dare you call me a bad husband I do everything in this house. Don't I deserve to rest? I'm being, I am done being your slave. From now on, you will help around the house. And that's where it comes in with husband demands wife to do more chores. And here's the thing. If you just read that headline, you would think, oh, that son of a bitch. How fucking dare he? She is pregnant, she is the queen, and she deserves to be worshipped. Okay, first of all, ladies, I'm sorry, but having a baby is not that big of a feat. You could literally be unconscious. You could go into a fucking coma 
and you would still deliver the baby. Your body needs jack shit from you other than food and water, and it just doesn't. I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm not saying it doesn't suck. But my God, can we stop acting like you put in the time and effort and you have to like literally sit there and think about it. And God forbid you stop thinking about making this human that it might die if you stop putting in constant effort and thought. It does not require effort and thought. It happens naturally. You don't have to do anything. I said I was going to keep it light. God damn it. Fiona was startled and began crying even more. And Jerry felt terrible for yelling because he's a good dude. Then, of course, he probably felt bad for yelling. He had bottled up six months worth of feelings and exploded all at once but he knew fiona was manipulating him so he didn't apologize it's been three days since the verbal altercation and the standoff between fiona and jerry continues the dishes haven't been washed since because once he stopped doing them they stopped being done do you think jerry should apologize while you decide check out this interesting story about blah 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 so I read that and just because I'm a dad and I've had a kid and I've been through this, I'm not saying that my son's mother has, is this way. She did a whole lot. She was a very hard worker. She put in a lot of time and effort into not only taking care of the baby, but also the house and other things as well. And even continued working after the baby was born. This is not directed at her. This is directed at any woman out there who might try to use a baby as an opportunity to gain leverage over her. Your baby is not a fucking chess piece. Okay. This is not something that you use to gain leverage over someone else to get what you want. That is not what a baby is. And just because you have had a child does not mean that you are done and your job is done and you can kick your heels up and rest on your laurels. And props to all of you hardworking moms out there who not only had a child, but continued to provide for your family, your children, and support and appreciate your husbands after that baby is born props to you you guys are the true heroes and if you're one of those people who would use a child as leverage over someone else to for your own personal gain then you are the worst type of human scientists close a case on what killed the dinosaurs i thought we did this like a hundred years ago Apparently not. So apparently, uh, scientists, apparently the whole asteroid impact thing of, you know, an asteroid hit the earth and killed all the dinosaurs. Apparently that was just a hypothesis this whole time. 
I had kind of thought that we wrapped that up. I mean, I knew that, you know, there was no necessary smoking gun. There wasn't really a smoking gun for an asteroid impact, but there was so much evidence that pointed to it. Um, mainly with the thick layer of, what is it, iridium? That is rare here on Earth, but very common in outer space. Uh, suddenly appearing in the Earth's uh, history, the, the geographic, geological, I'm sorry, uh, timeline of Earth's history, where you go from a lot of animals and no iridium. I believe it's iridium. I'm going off the top of my head and I've been drinking into a thick, relatively thick layer of iridium suddenly out of nowhere. And then above that layer of relatively thick iridium that came seemingly out of nowhere, there being a 90% decrease in the number of animal fossils found above that line rather than below that line. I thought that that would pretty much seal the deal, but apparently not. Um, it wasn't until recently that we actually finally said hey um we have enough evidence now from a new discovery a more recent discovery um of an asteroid that hit the earth 66 million years ago and it came from asteroid dust inside an impact crater what impact crater well it's the same one that we thought the whole time was the one that killed the dinosaurs it's uh it's a big impact crater in the yucatan peninsula on the northern border of uh, mexico between mexico and the united states it's actually like half in the gulf and half on land uh if you look at it with special equipment you can actually see a big giant circular rim of a depression that was made into the earth's crust and then the rim around the outside is raised and it looks like an asteroid impact right um and it's in the yucatan peninsula in modern day mexico now uh chicksu club chicksalub i think c-h-i-c-x-u-l-u-b that's what it's called that's the name of the impact crater beneath the gulf of mexico uh it's the same age as the rock layer in which we found you know the thing that i was talking about with uh, the thick layer of asteroid stuff uh but apparently they found uh they were looking in there some more and they found more asteroid dust that um actually confirms it's 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 dust that's concentrated within this crater impact crater uh that proves that that for sure that depression, that giant depression, circular depression, was caused by an asteroid impact, and it matches the timeline and everything else that we already know about it. And so uh, scientists have quote-unquote closed the books. It is official. An asteroid hit the Earth 66 million years ago and uh, destroyed 75% of life on Earth, including all of the large dinosaurs that's it that's it i just wanted you guys to know i wanted you to know for water cooler talk so now you can go to your workplace and be like hey did you know an asteroid killed the dinosaurs and they'll be like yeah dumbass we learned that in elementary school and be like no 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 
it's legit now. We actually have it. Close the books. We're done talking about it. A dad gets his brother to take a paternity test to dodge child maintenance payments. So this is a European article. It was written in Europe by a European person. Uh, so I guess they call it child support, child maintenance. Like kids are something you have to maintain. I mean, you do. But like no more than any other human. That seems like a weird choice of words to like maintain a human like like it's a air conditioning unit you know you got to maintain it you got to check the freon levels in it got to make sure it's got all the i don't know shit about hvac got to make sure it's got all the the right juices and electricity and the air is cold enough i don't know it's it seems like a we it seems like a vehicle you got to maintain the vehicle um anyway the point is a dad gets his brother to take a paternity test so that his brother it would look like his brother was the father and that he would not have to pay child support because it would look like the kid that was actually his is not actually his. I think it's fucking brilliant, personally. I mean, guys, we need a win. I mean, how many times have guys been fucked over by women for child support? I mean, like obscene amounts of child support from guys that they don't deserve and this one guy tries to game the system which is something that women have been doing forever and it's national news not in not national news this is from europe this is international news listen i'm not saying okay i'm not saying the guy should have done it okay this is my serious hat on that's not the right thing to do. You have a kid, you take care of your own kid. Okay. But then I take that hat off and I'm like, high five. I'm high fiving this dude. I'm like, fuck yeah. Screw those bitches. They don't need the money. Score one for the dudes. That's what I'm thinking. But then I put my serious hat back on and I'm like, oh, God, but you can't do that can't have your brothers first of all what was gonna happen was his brother gonna have to start making child support payments because it looked like his brother was the dad i mean and how dumb is his brother for taking that deal his brother would have had to have said what's the plan here you want to jizz into a cup or take a cheek swab for what I guess you don't have to jizz into a cup for a paternity test, do you? I guess that was dumb. You probably just have to take a cheek swab. But anyway, his brother's like, you want me to do this for what? Um, so evidently the mom had never met the brother. I don't know if she even knew he had a brother. I'm sure she probably knew he had a brother, but she had never met him. 
Um, and so the plan backfired when the results showed the person who took the test was not the father, but was related to the child. So the guy didn't really think it through. He, he, I guess he didn't understand how paternity tests work. I guess he just thought if I have someone else, that's not me submit their DNA that it will just show that it's not me and that'll be the end of it. And I don't have to make child support payments. Um, but, um, so investigators showed the mother of a, of a photo of the man who took the test. And she said that he looked like a young version of her ex-partner. So remember she had never met the brother. I guess she didn't even know what the brother looked like because when she was shown a picture of the guy who went to take the test in the stead of the actual father, um, she said, well, it looks kind of like him, but younger because it was his younger brother, right? So, um, <laughs> so the police arrested the guy uh for trying to pull this he got arrested he got arrested how many women have screwed over men for child support do they get arrested no uh the brothers pleaded guilty to jointly committing fraud by false representation and uh they assessed they amassed 5500 pounds in child maintenance arrears he is now paying a share so basically the guy went to jail and he still has to pay child support on top of now being in jail and the guy that went along with it the brother the brother who was kind of duped into doing this he went to jail a 15 month suspended jail sentence um no i'm sorry wait christian receipt was given a 15 month suspended the christian's the guy the dad he was given a 15 month suspended jail sentence i don't know what suspended means does that mean like he doesn't have to serve it now but later and his brother received a six month conditional discharge hey, regardless this fucking guy <laughs> <laughs> hell no i ain't paying for that baby <laughs> oh he got his brother to go in there and do it get a random stranger well okay i guess he had to get his brother because his brother looked like him right so when he went there maybe he knew that they were going to take a picture of him and that's why, because the brothers do look alike. Like, if you look at the pictures, the brothers, they do look, I mean, they look close enough to where, like, with different lighting and a haircut, they could probably maybe be the same person. Like, if you, if you take one guy and you put him under different lighting and give him a slightly different haircut and you kind of turn his face a little to where you know, maybe to the side or looking straight or looking at a different angle. You'd be like, yeah, okay. I can see it. It's kind of like me and my brother. Like me and my brother. If my brother were to grow a beard, 
and wear glasses that look like mine and grow his hair out a little bit longer because he has really short hair and I have longer hair. Uh, you know, it'd be like someone who wasn't for sure might be like, but, but the guy, I mean, the, this is someone who had a baby with this guy. Like she had a baby with him. Surely she would be able to notice. Oh yeah. That's the face of the guy that was laying over me, breathing heavily and making awful orgasm faces. <laughs> you think she'd recognize him? She didn't know. She said it looked like a younger version of him, but um, I don't know. Anyway. Samuel Adams, Boston Lager. It's good. This was actually the first beer that I drank that was a step above the shit beer that I grew up drinking. Because, you know, when you're younger, like, you can only drink... Um, you know, like the really cheap bottom of the barrel stuff, like Coors Light, Bud Light, Keystone Light. It's all the lights. Um, and then I remember specific. I remember the day. I remember the day. This isn't a love story about Sam Adams, but it's turning into one. Um, and and I'm not necessarily like a diehard Sam Adams fan. I'm just saying this was the first beer that I drank that was kind of a step above that and I drank it and I was like oh so that's what hops taste like um and that's kind of what what got the uh ball rolling on me liking hoppier and hoppier beer and eventually getting into Sierra Nevada, the Pale Ale, um, because these are all mass-produced things, right? You got to remember, I'm from a small town out in the country, and so we only have like basically the only things that you can get there, the things that are the mass-produced domestics, and the things that are widely available everywhere. So, like stuff like Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada, stuff like that. So, Sam Adams was kind of the first dip of the toe into real beer. That's a step above the um, pale yellow lagers that, uh, you know, everyone else was drinking. Um, what you might call piss beer. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what kickstarted my whole thing. So uh, thanks, Sam Adams, for showing me the way. Now, send me two cases of beer a month that's my going right even though i'm already giving you a shout out so i'm giving you a shout out for free so what's your incentive what's your incentive maybe i should just say nothing maybe i should say nothing if you want to get a mention on this show and have both of my listeners hear how good your beer is um one of which is my mom who doesn't even drink beer. If you want that right and that privilege and that honor, you're going to pay for it. Service work, industry workers reveal how they got back at rude customers. 
So, like, I've always wondered whenever I go, like, okay, first of all, like, whenever I go out to eat, I am the most polite person on planet Earth. I am so nice to my servers because I am terrified that they will dip their sweaty balls into my soup of the day. And I prefer not to have that happen. So I'm always super nice, right? Um, but I've always wondered, like, how many times have I gotten out, gone out and eaten and had something that was dropped on the floor or spit in or teabagged um, and not realized it? I wonder. I mean, I'm sure it's probably more than zero. Like the number of times that someone has wiped their butt hole with my hamburger bun has got to be more than zero. I'm sure. Right. Um, but this article is uh, apparently uh, service workers recently went on TikTok to share the sneaky ways that they take their revenge on terrible and rude customers. Um, a bartender shared, my tactic was giving rudes at this bar I worked at their change in the smallest coins. So I guess like all pennies. That's really, not, I mean, that's more of an inconvenience than anything. That's not a big deal. You take it to a coin star, you dump it in that machine, and it gives you dollars for what? Not a big deal, right? I mean, it's it's an inconvenience at most. So that's, but it gets better. Just hold on. Uh, a furniture salesperson noted, whenever we have a rude or disrespectful co customer, I would leave small screws or joints out of their furniture so that it wobbled. <laughs> so that that's funny because no one's getting hurt it's just annoying like you sit in this chair and it wobbles and you're like god i can never fucking get this thing to sit straight and they just have to deal with it right that's funny that's funny to me um a barista said i give them decaf coffee when they ask for regular or fill it half or quarter of the way with their coffee of choice and then fill the rest with hot water <laughs> that i would be able to tell i would be able to tell right away and, and and that just that doesn't seem like revenge that seems more like just i don't know that like spit in the coffee if you're going to take revenge spit in the coffee don't just give them like coffee that's not as good as normal coffee that's too weak if you're going to go in like go hard spit in it I used to work as a cashier at a very busy retail chain. If I heard or noticed someone complaining about how slow the line was moving, I'd just move even slower. And that's why I keep my mouth shut. I don't even like, like to roll my eyes. I don't. Seriously. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. I do not mess with people who mess with my food. I used to work as a cashier at a very busy retail. Uh, oh. I just read that as a server. Sorry, I've had like five beers. As a server, I always gave the senior discount to women, usually in their 40s or 50s, who were being rude. <laughs> this is some shit a girl would do. See, you already know that this person is a girl. 
because this is some shit that a woman would do. As a server, I gave the senior discount to women who were not actually seniors. So, <laughs> so that when they got their receipt or their bill, their tab, whatever, it would have a senior discount applied to it. This is brilliant because like it's 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 rude, but it's so passive aggressive that it is actually a benefit to the person who's receiving it. Like it's one thing if it's not a benefit and it's just like a a, a, a backhanded thing. But this is some next level shit. Like she's saving them money. So she's taking away their ability to complain about it. So they can't complain because they saved money. But the reason they saved money is because they were thought to be senior citizens when they weren't. And you know how women are sensitive about their age. That's why it's hilarious. That's really good. Not the beer, the joke. I mean, the beer is good too, but uh, the joke is really funny. I work at Subway. I've been known to sneak a jalapeno. Oh, this is stupid. I wish someone would sneak a jalapeno into my sandwich. I fucking love it. That's that's not even rude. I've been known to sneak a jalapeno or two into a rude customer sub. It must have dropped into the lettuce. That's not real. I fucking love free jalapeno. They usually charge extra for jalapenos. I need to go piss off this guy at Subway and give me some free jalapenos. A barista at a drive-thru said if a rude customer needed a straw, they would discreetly break it, noting that nothing too horrible, just incredibly annoying and inconvenient. Once they started drinking their beverage, that shit pisses me off. I don't think this has ever been done to me on purpose, but like whenever you go out to a place and you get a and you get a straw and it's got like a crack in it, and it does that weird air bubble thing, like you try to suck through the straw and you can't get like a solid stream of liquid, and it just kind of like splurts into your mouth and random, like <laughs> it's the worst. That's probably the worst one ever so far on this list. I used to be a baggage handler at the airport. I often got called up to the terminal for gate bag checks. One time the traveler was swearing at the gate agent who was visibly holding back tears. This is, that's fucked up. Don't be mean to those people. They're doing a service. They're doing their best. It takes some time to get through there, but you're not going to be complaining when there's no person with a shoe bomb that blows you up and kills you and everyone you love on that flight. One time the traveler was swearing at the gate agent who was visibly holding back tears. I took the bag, gave the asshole a big smile, then took his bag to a different airline and put it on a cart for a flight going to Japan. <laughs> oh, that's what you get. That's what you fucking get. Jesus Christ, could you imagine? Oh, I've only flown like three times. I don't I don't check bags. I will not check bags. Actually, I checked a bag once. That was before I knew any better. But it ended up being fine. It was fine. It was like a local flight. It was domestic. It was in the same state, I believe. It was from one part of Texas to another. 
it was a long time ago but every other time if i can't carry it on it's not coming i i do not want to check my bags it's the last thing i want to do after all that nightmare of getting there to wait for your bag to come through and that turnstile or whatever that thing is called Ugh. and then it not be there have to go through that whole thing texas entrepreneur this is the last story this is it this is it. This is the last thing i'm going to talk about notice how we didn't get too heavy we didn't get too heavy this is the last story and this last story is not heavy this last story is really cool in fact i want to have this guy I need to find this guy. I need to have him on the show. Um, Texas entrepreneur, 32, who bought an abandoned California mining town for $1.4 and has spent the last year there alone after getting trapped by a snowstorm, a snowstorm last spring, says the place may be, quote, full of ghosts but he never wants to leave. So this guy who's younger than me, uh, somebody kill me. Uh, he bought an abandoned California mining town for 1.4 million. That's cheap for a whole town. That's like on Shit's Creek. You ever seen Shit's Creek? The guy was going to offer just like an even million for the whole town um and that was like a functioning town i mean it was small but you know a few thousand people but still that seems like uh, you know like that's like four or five houses right i mean we're talking about like small town houses there's like four or five small town houses surely this town had four more than four or five houses how, how in Shits creek i mean I think they sold it for way less. I think they were way underselling themselves. But this guy, he bought an abandoned mining town for $1.4 million. First of all, can you own a town? Can like an individual own a town? I don't think a person could own a town. I mean, I know you can own land. I guess you could buy the land that the town is on. If no one else, if there's just one person that owns it. But, you know, like, I don't know how it is in other states, but like in Texas, you know, we're, we're big on private property. Like, if you want to buy a town, you've got to buy every single piece of land owned by every single person on every single house individually if you want to own the whole town. And this is an abandoned town. Of course, there's no one there. I'm just saying, who the hell owned the town before this guy did? I want to know who that person was. But really, I want to know who this guy is. He's a Texas entrepreneur. Good man. The stars at night are big and bright. If you're from Texas, you know how to finish that. And if you don't, then fuck you. Uh, as I drink a Boston lager. From Massachusetts. Um, a Texas entrepreneur has spent almost a year quarantining. He's yeah, he's been self-quarantining. That's why. 
in an abandoned California mining town after getting trapped there by a snowstorm last spring, now says he never wants to leave. Brent Underwood. I need to talk to this guy. Brent, if you're my third listener, I we need... I needed to, I, I don't know how to find, find this guy. I want to talk to him because he bought the place in 2018. He basically just said, uh, I'm rich. I want to own this place. I'm going to buy it. And then I'll figure out the rest later. So he did that. It's a 300 acre property that he bought, um, or he went to visit it last March um like right when the 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 lockdown was first happening but that's not why he stayed there uh he was only planning to stay there for a week um because there's a caretaker apparently there's a caretaker there's like a guy whose job is to just take care of this ghost town and he had left to go check on his family and so this guy brent the 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 young guy who who bought the place was going to just go fill in for him just for a week while the other guy was gone um and when he was there uh there was a huge snowstorm that hit not the one that just happened here this was back in 2018 this is two years ago um and he was snowed in just like one of my favorite musicals of all time seven brides for seven brothers how many of you out there know about seven brides for seven brothers email the justin show podcast at gmail.com uh but he got snowed in and he was stuck there for 12 months and he's still there um it's just 12 months i guess this the, maybe this article is from like a year ago because it's happened in 28 no this is 2020 had to be 2020 he bought it in 2018 and he went there in 2020 and he's been there since that's what it is okay we're getting through this people we're getting through this together all right he bought it in 2018 he owned it for a couple of years he went there in 2020 to sub in for the guy snowstorm happened he's been there ever since okay um so it's about 300 miles outside of los angeles nearly 30 miles from the nearest supermarket and he has no intention of coming back to texas um well fuck you brent just kidding don't fuck you i think you're cool um i don't have an exit plan dying here is the exit plan he told a reporter Um, so here's his thing. Here's what he wants to do. Okay. So he wants to take, he bought this town. Um, and what he wants to do is turn it into like some sort of a tourist destination. He wants to like renovate all the old buildings that are still there. It's it's like a ghost town. I mean, all the buildings are still there. There's a saloon, there's a hotel, there's all this shit there. There's these houses and cabins. And he wants to like renovate it all and turn it into like a tourist destination, which I think is cool as shit. I would go there. I want to go there. I want to sit in an old timey saloon, like a legit, 
not not something that was built new to resemble an old-timey saloon i'm talking about this is a legit old-timey saloon like with the doors that you kick open and everyone stops their drinking and they put down their drink and they turn and they look at you standing in the doorway and you stop with both of your hands and your hips and you look around and you evaluate the room while everyone looks at you because you're the new guy in town and then you walk up to the bar and you tell the bartender that you want a whiskey and he pours you a whiskey and then some guy who's a local comes over and uh wants to measure you up and then you end up getting into a fight and you have to earn their respect that's the kind of saloon that i want to go to um so he described his his experience has impacted his life in ways that he never imagined during that time there was a change in myself he said everything is different here and you're aware of that for the very first week but then there's a hump and i started getting a little more comfortable i found all these new passions and interests i didn't know i had so he started like uh doing all these things he's out there by himself like he's alone in this ghost town and um he stays there and he just starts kind of working on stuff himself while he's there i mean what the fuck else are you gonna do i mean i don't blame him um and he's and apparently it's haunted okay so the place is called cerro gordo cerro like c-e-r-r-o gordo g-r-g-o-r-d-o which i know gordo is fat i don't know what cerro means it's fat something <laughs> i could make a lot of jokes about what cerro might mean but i'm not going to um uh, so it has a long and bloody history at its peak in the 19th century the community of 5,000 people was a haven for violent crime because the nearest law enforcement agencies couldn't be bothered to police it given the remote location at one point, the town averaged around a murder a week as miners put sandbags in their bunks to block stray bullets in the night. Imagine that. You live in a place where there's so much gunfire and murder that you have to put sandbags around you while you sleep just in case a stray bullet might hit you while you're sleeping in the middle of the night and kill you uh apparently this was on the discovery channel because they had this show called ghost adventures and investigated the 22 building town in 2019 so a year after he bought it and determined that it was haunted by the ghosts of two children who died after getting trapped in a closet uh apparently jeff goldblum went there there's a picture of him and tony stark uh they did some like filming of the iron man movie in this town because it's like in this beautiful location in the mountains it's a mining town uh so of course it's going to be in the mountains and probably gorgeous uh so this guy he's he went there just planned to stay there for a week and he's been there for a year and the plan is to renovate it uh into a fully functioning little uh recreation of uh what it was in the beginning 
Uh, so kind of like Westworld. I wonder if it's like Westworld where you can uh, kind of put on some cowboy clothes and go there and uh, have sex with some stripper robots. That's what he should do. Him and Elon Musk. Elon needs to figure out how to make stripper robots. And uh, him and this guy can pair up and uh, figure this out. We can make this happen. Uh, so about three months after he got there, tragedy struck on June 15th. Great day. Why is that a great day? It's my birthday. My birthday is June 15th. When 100-degree heat and high winds sparked a fire on one of the town's oldest structures, the 149-year-old American Hotel. Uh, so the hotel burned down, so I guess he's going to have to rebuild that. He has a GoFundMe uh, for half a million dollars is what he's asking for to rebuild this original hotel that was there. That's 149 years old before it burned down. Half a million dollars. Is it going to take half a million to rebuild it? Really? You sure you're not funneling some of that in there for uh, some other stuff? Maybe to pay the Ghostbusters to come in and take care of those two kids that are uh, haunting that closet in that one building. Uh, Sarah Gordo visited i need to talk to this guy brent underwood if you're listening which you're not let's make this happen and that is the show um i want some listener questions so mom um go ahead and email me some questions that you want to know the answer to um and i have some questions for you because i look nothing like dad and i want to know more about that um thank you guys this has been a great pleasure i kept it light you know i know i okay i went a little heavy there for a second and i was talking about uh women in pregnancy and stuff like that but that's just because you know there's just some crazy people out there i just uh i get all worked up I get worked up, but here's the thing. I get worked up and then I say things. Once I get them off my chest, I feel better and I don't have to worry about it anymore. And, and then I feel better and I'm like, eh, it's really not that big of a deal, but you know, this is what I'm saying. We gotta, we gotta be able to just like vomit this stuff out. We need to get this stuff off of our chest. And this is what I do. This is what keeps the demons away. Okay. This is like my own little form of therapy. And if you like my own little form of therapy, go ahead. And if you see a button that looks good, if you see a thumbs up or a plus sign or something that says uh, follow or subscribe, um, you go ahead and click that button. And if you see a thumbs down or a minus button or an unfollow, don't click that button because that's bad. And we need more good in the world. And so don't, 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 don't be a bitch and click the good buttons. Um, share it with some friends. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if you need to share it with some friends. I don't know if I'm ready for the world to see this. It's not good. 
Listen, I know it's not good. It's just me by myself alone. Well, I'm literally alone. There's no one around. It's just me and this microphone and you. Um, but, you know, um, it helps me. If you like it, share it. You know, we'll see what happens. I don't have any long-term plans for this. I'm just... Uh, I'm just filling my time if I have time to sit around and think about things and uh, I have I don't know I'm not going to say dark thoughts it's not like I think dark things but like I get anxious and I start thinking about some things it's just best to stay busy. I don't like sitting around doing nothing. So I don't get much free time. I literally don't stop. I don't stop from the time I wake up in the morning until the time I go to sleep. I literally don't stop. I'm either working one job. I have two jobs. And I'm not even going to go into what both of them are because it doesn't matter. It's not what this is about. I have, I have a full-time day job. Where, you know, it's like a normal job. And then I have a second job on top of that, which is like my own personal business, which, you know, is hit and miss, but it still requires time. Um, plus, I'm a dad. Uh, plus, I have other stuff going on. And then I have this. Um, I just don't like to sit around and just kill time watching TV. And I would rather be doing something. And so this is what I'm doing. Um, just for fun. You know, no strings attached. Um, if you like it, and if you think someone else will like it, go ahead and share it. Um, whatever happens, happens. If it doesn't happen, I'll still keep doing it anyway, regardless, whatever. Um, I'm not doing this to make money. I'm doing it to keep the demons away, like I said. And if it eventually turns into money, then fine. I'm not against it. But, you know, we'll um, we'll figure it out as we go. There's it's way too early to start making long-term plans. I'm just doing this just to get by. Thank you for listening though. If you are one of the people who are listening, which if you are, you're probably one of my close friends or family. Um, I love you guys. I do. I love you so much. Y'all have a great night. Um, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Goodbye.